Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character. A problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hello, everybody, and welcome off the Rackham Sound. <laughs> Tiffany. This is the show where we take a comic book for, or a number of comic books from last week, mm-hmm. tell you what happened, and tell you what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that are coming out this week. We think you should check out them, Sal. I'm Tiffany. I think we already you did said that. that. I'm like, what? Well, Hi. Whatever. Now you definitely know who we are. If That's you have right. any question. Reiterating the yeah, obvious. Yeah, it was kind of like your like, way to tell if I was really who I was. Yeah. I'm Tiffany. I'm Zoblork from the planet. Oh no! No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like you repeated it to see if I, if I, you know. Yeah, you you cons- you confirmed it. Yeah. So uh, today we're going to talk about uh, Brian Michael Bendis's Superman number one. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about Amazing Spider-Man number one, uh-huh. uh, and also its legacy numbering, which is like eight oh two, I think. Yeah. And we're also going to talk about uh, a little bit of X twenty three. We're going to talk about an indie book that mm-hmm. you like that I can't read the title of because I don't know what the hell's happening on it. <laughs> and uh, then we're going to jump into some recommendations. Yeah, so uh, let's jump into it today. We're going to talk about Superman number one, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art. Uh, by Ivan Rice. Yeah. Uh, or Reese, depending on how you pronounce it. <laughs> but I pronounce it Rice. Okay. Because Rice co- goes well with everything. Uh, that being said... Wow, so, what is happening? I don't know. So uh, <laughs> if you have not, if you are no stranger to this show, you know that we have no stranger to the Man of Steel series that Bendis penned right. not too long ago that contextualized the, con- the, the, the world that we're jumping into. Which, as it turns out, you totally didn't need because all you needed were like seven caption boxes over a pretty picture of Superman. Yeah. And, uh, the, the art's fine. I don't know. The inking's like a little heavy. A little bit. A little heavy-handed. No. It's fine. In any event, uh, so the, the this is like the beginning. And actually, there's going to be two titles that uh, are going to uh, focus on two different aspects of Superman's life. Superman will be the main book. That's where everything really is going to happen. And action comics will be where the character stuff happens. Which is kind of ironic because action comics should have all the action in it. And it's the longest-running series. Whereas Superman is like, Superman is the world of Superman. Who cares? But then how would he put his brand on it? Yes. Well, I, he's, his reasoning is that it's because more people are going to buy Superman because it's just called Superman. Okay. So that's where the big stuff should happen. Well, look, here's the thing. He's working in the comic book industry. So he probably knows well, better than we do? I don't know. I, who the heck knows? That's some presumptuous thinking. Uh, Heartless Fang, if you guys haven't watched it yet, Wisecrack just released a Philosophy of Grant Morrison video that you guys might find fun and insane and interesting. Okay. There you go. Uh, so let's jump into what happens in this issue, because uh, if you have read Man of Steel, then you know what to expect already. Yeah. Like, you know exactly what this book is going to be like. You know exactly yeah. how it's going to feel. You know who's, who's going to show up. You know, I was personally hoping that it wasn't going to feel exactly like Man of Steel, because, like, 
Because he was doing, he had like a mission with yeah. Minister. He's like, I gotta set up the world. I gotta do all these things. Yeah. And even though I really only had like the content for two issues, I gotta stretch it out into six. Yeah. Uh, so maybe this would be kind of like a oh, like let's do, let, 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 let's play the long game. Let's right. sink into it. But can, no, it's the same. Before same we honestly jump into it, can we just talk about that that David Mack variant? Oh yeah, of course. So pretty. It's a gorgeous variant. It's just so pretty. Pretty. Of course, He's... David Max pulling a solid for his buddy Bendis, his frequent collaborator. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's just like. But also, hey, why not lovely. get a chance to draw a great image of Superman and it's or watercolor funny, a picture? Because like, I immediately knew it was a like David Mack piece, but like, it's it lacks some of the like trimmings that he usually does, and that really works. For right, exactly. Because he could have easily done like the stuff where he like does the multimedia and like he like puts all the stuff on it and stuff like that. No, no, not just painted Superman. A really lovely like watercolor, or possibly he inks kind of piece just True. nice really liked it like no i agree i don't know like it's just every once in a while like a variant will be like really strike like, me. Strike I'm like you. Ooh, well I that's would, like that's the purpose of variants. i should like to have this <laughs> yeah yeah uh so this, this this issue uh deals with the aftermath of what happens man of steel which is that lois and john as you theorized went off with jor-el for no good reason into space Mm-hmm. And uh, Rogelzar, in a fit of like inconsistent characterization, destroyed the Fortress of Solitude yep. uh, in a blind rage and also destroyed the only communicator that Superman has to contact his family. Yeah. So uh, he naturally just flies into space to look for them. Yeah. Just randomly guessing. Stabbing in the dark, if you will. Sure. Like, maybe I'll get lucky. And what does he... Well, he does wind up getting lucky in the mm. form of uh, happening upon a Dominator army right. from your favorite event you never read, DC's Invasion. Or the show. Or the show, uh, which was a big, massive crossover event. Uh, but if you're not familiar with the Dominators, uh, straight up just the Dominators. Yeah, it's just them. They're just yeah. like, Hoo-hoo-hoo. And they're, they've got an they're invasion force. Scheming. They're going to invade Earth. And Superman just accidentally found them. And then he kicks their ass mm-hmm. and teaches them a lesson. And then uh, decides, mm, probably this is a dumb idea. Never mind. Yeah. Just, just totally never mind. I'm going to leave no, into just... space for a long time with no suit or anything because apparently this Superman can fly in space. It's inconsistent which Superman we're dealing with. Superman can sometimes fly in space. Yes. And sometimes he needs a suit. Sometimes he needs some kind of like mother box. Right, but uh, I will say this isn't like, he doesn't just never mind it because the Dominator showing up and heading right for Earth. Reminds him. Reminds him that he's like, right, I have to be on Earth. Like, I have to, like, the needs of the many. Right, well, like, also, if I wasn't here to stop them, they would have invaded Earth. Yeah. Can you imagine all the other threats that might befall super, yeah, uh, the can, world can you without imagine Superman? all the other threats that Batman's not going to be able to handle? Right. <laughs> Even yeah. though, yeah. Uh, by the way, Wash 3-0, do you think Superman's going to grow back his mullet since his wife and son are going? Um, I sure hope so. Bachelor mullet, why not? Really? You hope so? At this point, who gives a shit? I don't like the mullet. <laughs> I, I'm so used to it, honestly. Like, no, he, I didn't we, read wait, some inconsistency whoa, until he... Whoa, whoa, we gotta modernize the mullet. He can go with the man bun. Yes, there you go. He can go with the man bun. Yeah. Man bun Superman. Just full hipster. Yep. The hipster of steel. Mm-hmm. There you go. And he, and he doesn't believe in drip brew coffee. <laughs> so he fights the Dominators, and then he goes home, and he's like, all right, I'll just wait for them to come home, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and be sad. And we get a couple of really cool uh, reminders that Bendis actually is a writer, where uh, Superman is like in a room that would normally be occupied by his family. And so we get a flashback to that moment mm-hmm. when maybe his family would be there or had been there before. And then the juxtaposition of him now being in that room alone. And how like we went from this weird place of Bendis being like, no, I don't want to do 
uh, a married, but besieged with children Superman. I want to do a freewheeling, like, hot and single Superman with, like, new hot and single you characters that, I've invented. You honestly think that's what it is? I don't know what the hell his, his like, motivation is, honestly. I, I, I feel like P- Tomasi set up, P- Tomasi Gleason Jurgen set up this really, like, nice, un- so far yet, not entirely tapped status quo. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, but I don't want to do all of that. I, I think that he was... And like I, I this is this is just like me. Sh- no, yeah, because we don't know. I have no idea. I don't. I'm I don't sure know. was an interview where he gives some know. bullshit reason, right? But like, I feel like he was probably concerned that he would just rehash old things, so he decided to challenge himself by shaking up the apple cart so much, yeah, so severely that you have to pay attention to what he's doing. Oh right? my god, Ben or is. Like, it's not just that Ben is on on Superman. It's that we completely flipped over the table, right? But he's also writing so many Superman books that like he felt like he had to change the status quo so much. That so that it wouldn't get stale too quickly. I don't, right. You know what it, I mean? Well, like I don't know if like his plan is just basically it's like he challenged himself. Yes. Yes. Like, he was just like I've well, created know, a, a problem and I now I have to figure out how I'm going to solve it. Yeah. It's like the laziest. And you guys are ride. along for the ride. Well, and also like we know that uh, that Lois will be back before John. Sure. They said they said they said in an interview Lois is coming back first and they're yeah. going to deal with the aftermath of that and you're like what. And he has said something to the effect of, like, it's Superman. He will eventually make up with his wife. But when she comes back, they will be estranged. Why? Why would because they Because be John estranged? isn't back. John's, where's John? That's another mystery. New mystery box. See, this is, but this, that's, like, a more or less a, like, a fundamental disagreement I have with the way that Bendis sees Superman. Right. And it's it just... It's just him desiring to create conflict where conflict wouldn't naturally be, and mm-hmm. so it comes off as bizarre. I don't know. Yes, well, that's what happens just... when you like. That's what happens when like you give like a Batman book to somebody who can't write Batman, and then they have to write a Riddler story. Like, I'm not a, a, an evil criminal genius. I don't know riddles. I can't tailor a caper to a riddle. Therefore, the riddles will be shitty. Right? <laughs> like, the reality is yeah. like never write a Riddler story unless you you're smart yeah. or you know freaking riddles. Yeah, I would never write one. So I'd... you know, but but and that's really the the like a, a little microcosm of like the problem with with being the wrong writer for the wrong this is, job. This is a total like tangent. I don't really want no, to explore this, but like, but let's take it anyway. I, I legitimately would love to see the Riddler trying out like missed the game yeah and him being like or he just plays it for fun he either plays it for fun or he's just like this is i hate this <laughs> i hate this yeah this is just stupid him, just him rage quitting and then going to the developer's house and killing them yeah and being like i'll make a better one right that'd be fun uh danny <laughs> danny blackson tv the man bun would be more of a booster gold thing i could see that i mean he definitely sports it <laughs> silvery cricket bendis thinks martian manhunter is evil apparently yeah I, we, I, we got to get into that because to, the short Ugh. version is uh superman gets like he goes home and no one is sympathetic to his problems. And then Martian Manhunter shows up and he's like, hey, you should take over the world. And you're like, oh, you're not Martian Manhunter. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're very obviously setting him up. Because initially, I was just like, the way it was going conversationally, I was just like, I can't tell if you don't get him or you're setting us up to, like, feel like you can't get him. And it turns out he's another he's character. A Except, like, why would... The- <sighs> but then, like, he just kind of hits you over the head with the fact that... It must be another character. And if it's not, boy, did you miss the mark. Yeah. So it better be someone It better else. be an impersonation or, or a dark version of Martian Manhunter or, or something. Or, like, something in his head or, like, none of this is real. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Well, we like, find out where they are. Because, like, the idea is that, like, Superman finds out that he is more needed than ever before because he is constantly interrupted by 
a Superman moment, which right. I'm sure Ivan Rice really appreciated because, like, you have this really inane conversation between Martian Manhunter and Superman, but they are interrupted by full-page splashes of Superman being Superman, which is, like, the most frustrating, I just, I want to draw or write Superman, like, indulgence I've ever heard of. Like, it's constantly Bendis being like, okay, well, I don't really get Superman, but I do want to have my name on the character and be responsible for dictating key Superman moments that, like, resonate with me as a Superman fan. Mm -hmm. So, like, I want to see Superman rescue puppies from... (laughs) Uh, you know, from burning buildings and whatnot. Okay. And, like, I want to know, like, how Superman, like, d- just puts out a big fire or right, something. Right, right, right. And so we get the, we're treated to those big full-page moments. But uh, it, it's it's really weird. See, you know, I, I honestly thought for, like, a moment that, like, the reveal at the end isn't real at all. Yeah. Like, it's all, like, happening in his head. Like, not quite like the um, Black Mercy, but, like, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. things are not as they seem, and so, like him being needed elsewhere is like uh is like his his brain rationalizing right exactly i don't know like i don't know know if it's me giving him too much credit that'd be cool actually yeah it's an interesting idea um but like the fact i wouldn't be surprised if it was like a black mercy thing because you know he's read at least three superman right and it's it's funny that he uses martian manhunter because like he you know obviously there was that interview um with snyder and bendis where like they were talking about like everything that's going on and snyder just brought back martian manhunter into like you know like hey i'm i'm back i'm in the universe Again, and we're gonna use him and he's just like cool I'll use him but I'll either write him so out of character it doesn't make sense or I'll make him like a villainous version of like another character pretending to be him and it's just kind of like he just got back man <laughs> give Martian Manhunter <laughs> yeah, a chance here. like regardless if he's real or not it's like do we have to like even sully his image just yeah. for something like this immediately yeah exactly like, he's already having his own problems over in Justice League like, no I know yeah exactly <laughs> like we're, we're already dealing with the pathos and and misery and loss that Jean Jones is suffering I mean he's like the key instrumental player in Justice League yeah it, it's, I know but anyway uh, so that's it like and then he finds out that they're actually the reason why there's so many like screwed up things happening is because they're the, the whole earth has been transported to the negative zone or to the phantom zone yeah the whole thing the phantom zone the place where they sent Rogelzar. <sighs> who is going to be back yes the last page threatens uh the return of Rogelzar, which is it's gotta be like a frank miller all-star batman and robin the boy wonder where it's like he said I'm the goddamn Batman sincerely one time. And then he had so many Mm -hmm. uh, months between books that he got to read all the reviews and criticisms. So then he inserted all the like goddamn Batman references he could into the narrative so that he could like say, screw you to all the critics. Right. I think that is exactly what that is where he's like, okay, I've had six Superman. I've had seven titles Seven issues of Superman that I put out, right? DC Nation, all six Superman Man of Steel books. That's seven books, Mm -hmm. plus this one. In six out of seven books, Rogel Czar is a main character in those books. Right, right. And so this one, in in this one issue, Rogel Czar is referenced, but not in it technically. No. But they do go to the place where they sent him to defeat him in the last issue. Right. So now he's going to return in the next issue. It says, next, Rogel Czar returns. Like, eat shit. That sucks. Like, that's so obnoxious. Uh, yeah. It's like, all right. So is there any... Well, hang on. Before we do that, let's... Um... Address the, the, uh, yes. the Super Chats. Uh, did I miss any earlier? Or I don't think so. Let me take a quick look. Uh, nope. 
Yeah, Silver Cricket mentioned uh, yeah. Marsh Manor, which got us on this tangent. Yeah, which is good, because I definitely wanted to talk about that, because I remember reading it, I was like, what is even happening? Yeah, right and now? Wash 3-0, Flash with Cornrows, Wonder Woman with Bangs. Yeah, and then Superman with the man bun. I, like, this is... This yeah, is I'm in. This is fan art waiting to happen. Well, this is definitely... This, <laughs> super, this, is, this is the DC... If This is the DC new, not DCU. Yeah. DC new, where it's for a new generation. Right. You know, it's, it's a more relevant, relatable DC universe. Oh, Martian Manhunter can have one of those, like, crazy... Oh, like uh, like like mustaches, mustache, like a little goatee. Yeah, like a barista. Yes. And Batman could just be like a shut-in. Yeah. He's just like a redditor. Um. <laughs> anyway, um, is there any possibility that? And I doubt this. And I seriously like so. Really, this is just more or less a thought exercise and mm-hmm. more of a rhetorical, I guess. Yeah. Um, that Bendis is paying attention to what Snyder's doing in Justice League. Justice League, because in Justice League. They just ended up bringing, um, what the heck was the name of the planet? The name of the planet that showed up. That's like part of the oh, ultraviolet thing. I can't remember its name. It starts with, a, with an X. <laughs> Someone will help us out with that. Yes. Um, but like that's there right mm-hmm. now. And it's just like either he's paying attention and like that's part of this. Or he's just like, no, I'm doing something different, but like similar. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like, it's bizarre because like, of course when you have like a team book going on. Yeah. And those, the, those characters are in their own book. It's difficult to be Umbrax. like thank you Liam. thank you to um to be able to like just or not justify but like figure out the timeline of where everybody is yeah you know what i mean no it's true and there, well there's no way that bennis doesn't know because he has to unless he doesn't based on his contract but like he has to go to the writers meetings mm-hmm. like he has to go to the summit where they're yeah. all pitching ideas so there's no way he doesn't like at least hear what snyder was working right. on and then, like there literally is in that dc nation an interview with the two of them in yeah. the same room <laughs> like it's it's uh, the interviewer shows up and it's bendis and snyder yeah the thing is i've met scott snyder on a number of, of times he he is such a sweet, meek dude that I can imagine Ben as being like, and then we're going to do this! And like Snyder knowing, but that's going to fly completely in the face of what I'm working on, and it's going to be in direct contrast with what I'm working on. Right. And I'm just going like, all right, dude, that sounds cool, brother. Keep it up. Right? Like, I, I can know. totally see him just being like, <sighs> like, it would be kind of, All right. if, if it, like, he won't do this. He won't do this. But, like, it would have been kind of cool if the two of them, like, if, like you know, Ben is like, hey, I want to do the following things and, like, blah, 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 blah. And, like, yeah. Snyder's like, well, this is what I'm doing right now. And this is what Test Superman's involved with, like, yeah. the, um, my brain is just Oh, yeah, the, the, uh, the other world, the, the head, the, 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 I don't want to call it the affinity. But no, it's but like, it's something like that. My, I, I literally, like, it's just, I like, know. I, it's my, been a while. My brain is shot. I don't know why, yeah. <laughs> but it is. Um, but um, that like it's this is all happening while he's in there, right? Oh, okay. Like, wouldn't that have been interesting if they had teamed up like that, where you like they don't like announce the singularity? These... Yes, the singularity. Yay! Nailed it. <gasps> um, that like that like they don't make a big announcement about like how these books are kind of crossing over, and it mm-hmm. just happens because like they're competent writers and they right. decide to tell this story and it works like allows Bendis to do what he needs to do and wants to do, but it yeah. also fits in with that. It'd be cool. That's not what's happening. I'm sure. I'm certain about that. It's literally just like, he's just like, nah. Yeah. Like, no, I, no, I'm going to move the earth into the phantom zone. Right, but we're earth in the phantom zone right now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or it's all a head game and it all is black mercy. And he just, it's just a huge problem to overcome. Yeah. Anyway, Silvery Cricket says Bendis was doodling in his notebook during the summit. It's not uh, too far <laughs> off because Bendis apparently was an artist like for a time. Like I Bendis actually draws. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. Well, they're like, wow, Bendis is taking a lot of notes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Scott Snyder like tripping. <laughs> oh, 
And wow. uh, Theron Snip, uh, Smith, rather, a Comic Pop is pound for pound the best comics uh, YouTube channel. Thank you very Thank much, Theron. We do so, appreciate it. So nice of you. If to we say. are, it's thanks to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Superman uh, number one is more of the same. I mean, like literally it every is. time we review Man of Steel, I'm like, this is going to be what we're going to get. So like, if yeah. you don't want Man of Steel, don't read this book because that's all it's going to be. It's just going right. to be this forever. I really until he stops. I truly hope that this doesn't end up being the whole thing is some like fever dream. I would rather that at this point. Really? I think at this point I don't give a shit. I hate those kind of things. Well, it's like I'm so divorced from what's happening and I don't like have any emotional attachment to the to the goings on in the story and like the incessant insistence upon Rogel's are. I'm like, I'll take it if it's right. just all bullshit. I guess too, like at least with this issue, it would feel like the pacing would make more sense if that if none of it were real because like the pacing was a little off for me, honestly. Oh yeah, like, big it time. It was just kind of like it was a little all over the place and it felt just as disorganized in a sense as oh, yeah, Man totally. of Steel felt. Like there's just a lack of. I don't know, a lack of flow, and like I would expect mm-hmm. that from someone who's never really written comics before. Right, but this is a like, veteran who like was paid big money for being yeah, the comic and I, guy and in I movies just, and stuff. I just wish the pacing was a little stronger. Yeah, me too. I mean, um, I wish there. The funny thing is, they have good artists on these books. Yeah, it's pretty so good. So at least it looks good. Yeah, absolutely. But who cares what's happening in it? We had a joke recently that uh, we were talking about this off camera not too long ago about uh, Rogelzar and like how. When Bendis is unceremoniously like sacked from the title because like it's <laughs> yeah, just like it's right. just low sales and his paycheck just being too freaking heavy that like they just go like all right well you you can go anyone can write Superman Tomasi the guy who was gonna write Super Sons was was canned and we had you do it and then it became like a beloved title uh yeah just take Superman back please yeah and uh, we're gonna and then they're like but what's to become of Rogel's are and they'll have like anyone else just kill him basically practically off panel yeah my my pitch was Lobo I love the idea that Lobo <laughs> just like that like Rogel Czar is like defeated and humiliated and then he's in like some space bar and he's just like drinking his sorrows away and then like Lobo bumps into him and Rogel Czar is like oh excuse me and then Lobo's like what'd you say you bastard and then just rips his head off <laughs> and then he says and thus endeth Rogel Czar <laughs> right yeah yeah that'd be amazing uh, Liam Gibbons, but Sal, what happened to the arsonist? Listen, you, get get used to that question because that's going to be an ongoing so, mystery. So this Ooh. could that could fill in with my whole like it's all a dream. Like the arsonist is like the message. Yeah, like he just the arsonist is just like them using it's like maybe. Inception. He, oh my god, no! He's in the Black Mercy, right? He's in the he's in the the thing. <laughs> And Batman's using, like, a blowtorch to try and get it off him. And, like, the heat from the blowtorch is manifesting into, like, Oh, I was saying fires. It's, like, it's, like, his subconscious. Or they're trying to, like, send a message. And it's, like, permeating his brain and his dreams yeah. as, like, it's arson. Right. And so, like, the reality is shifting around that. And so the message will be... Yes. This is... this. No. All right, let's just keep going. You did that last time. No, that's so dumb. See how, you, how far so, we go. That's not anything. That's literally... Timmy's, like, the... Uh, what's it called? What's what's uh, Carson's thing? The Great Swami? Like, oh. For just Bendis books. No. I don't want that and that's not a thing no the lowest thing I like that makes sense like that I was like I could see this happening that right. was an actual yeah. guess no I agree that's not a guess anyway, anyway. so there you go that's Superman. Superman number one do you recommend it I don't I I don't I don't I'm sorry like don't waste your money like, I think that and it's so like no one's gonna reference it so you don't need to worry about no, like getting I, on the I think that if you missed Man of Steel because you heard a lot of people talking negatively about it right. um, but you're kind of interested in what's what a Bendis Superman is written like I would recommend picking this up because it, it 
tells you everything that happened in Man of Steel, and it'll give you an actual idea of what's happening. Now we're beyond the Man mm-hmm. of Steel thing. This will give you a, a good idea of where things are going, and that way you can make your own choice about it. Like, yeah. That's the only reason I can say I recommend this. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> so what's next? Um, What's next? Oh, I guess we could talk about uh, X-23. Yeah, you read X-23. I did not get a chance to read this, so I'm going to let Tiffany so, take part of right. this episode. Well, I'm, like, I'm just going to do an overview, because here's the thing with me and X-Men, guys. You know I, like, I bomb in on the X-Men occasionally. Right. Every once in a while, I'm just like, oh, hey. By the way, they released a big teaser where they were, like, putting things back. It's just an image of Cyclops, like, looking at his visor. And it's like, we got the rights back. We're sorry. Right. But, like, here's what's... But they're not really sorry, Here's what's so funny about me bombing in on, like, the X-Men. It's just, like, it... Sometimes it totally works out for me, and sometimes it doesn't. Like, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what's happening, or I don't really care for this. Mm -hmm. But, like, the X-Men are such for me like a soap opera yes. but they tend to do a very good job of summarizing all the crap you missed <laughs> in like, like basically two what, sentences what did I miss yeah where are we so far I got, I have a, I, I've, so, I've seen the cartoon so I know who at least 12 of the players are yeah what do you got for me right so I wanted to I, this was the number one I was like let me just see how things are going for X-23 because I you know why not why not right yeah. um, it's written by uh, Mariko Tamaki and uh, art by uh, I think that's one. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, there's an extra it's end. just the two ends. Um, Cabal. Uh, so, like, overall, the book is very lovely. It's very brightly colored. Yeah, and for like, an X-23 book, which used to be, like, questionable, but now is like, yeah, right on. Right, there's because, like, and... you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gabby's in it. And, like, honestly, the book just gives you a, a decent, like, hey, if you don't know who X-23 is, and this is, like, your first time picking it up, here's a quick, mm. sum- like, synopsis of who she is, the fact that she herself has a clone or sister, has had other clones and sisters, they're bad. Yeah. Some of them are dead, some of them aren't, and, like, she's on the lookout to stop um, either her own genetic like material, Wolverines, or anyone else's from being tested on and stuff like that, and she's mm. just kind of, like, a mercenary task force for that, right? Cool, whatever. Sure. I don't, I don't, well, whatever. I was, like, nicely, like, summarized, I guess. I don't. I wouldn't know, because I haven't really been following up with this no. series. This is why I like to jump in on these things sometimes, because I'm just like, how, how'd you do? Yeah. If I don't know what's happening, Happening. How'd you then. do? <laughs> do I know what's going on? Right. I don't know. Um, anyway, it was like a, a team of like a few guys who have like some material and like a flash drive of some sort or whatever. They go after them. There's a huge action fight. Um, you, you know, we see that, um, you know, of course, Laura's a little more like intense and Gabby's a little more like, haha, quippy. Mm-hmm. Right. So you kind of get the like dichotomy of those two. Um, Laura inevitably gets the drive and then goes back to the X-Mansion or the Xavier Institute, which is still, I think, in the middle of Central Park. Yeah, I think they, well, I, I forgot about that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, and Hank's there, and, like, you know, they just kind of go over what's going on, I guess, really more or less with her, and that, like, he knows what's happening. Yeah. And he gives her this file about this um, doctor slash scientist slash researcher slash genetic whatever who's looking in to, like, psychic, like, abilities and, like, psychic genetic stuff and, like, its effect on, like, mutation and such. Um, so, that's interesting, I guess, but that she's gone missing. Right. And that, like, she used to work for Alchemex. Um, okay, and, we're gonna pull that in. That's fine, by the way. Yeah, they're bringing Alchemex in, and yeah. um, basically, just that, like, since it had something to do with Alchemex, he wanted to pass it on to her, and that a bunch of other scientists have gone missing. So, like, maybe you want to check it out. Maybe yeah. we want to see, learn something about her. So then, um, she catches up with um, with Gabby, who wanted a soft pretzel. Um, so okay, she, who doesn't? I love those things. Right. So, uh, in the ex- Auntie Anne's is superior to the other guys, by the way. Oh, well, when you're in New York, pretzel, you just yeah. get. One. You just get one, you yeah. You just get one, but they had them in By the, the actual, way, like, like, we live in the shadow of New York. They're not great. Like, they're yeah. usually very dry. They're big and they're, like, fluffy, but, like, then you bite into them and they're just completely devoid of moisture. The ones in, 
The ones we have here in New Jersey? No, or? the ones in New York. When you're like, when you're on like the street corner, you grab one. You gotta get them at the right time. They're like sawdust. You gotta get them at the right time. Um, sometimes, yeah. But you gotta, you gotta be able to spot them. There's like the telltale signs of when it's like you shouldn't have that anymore. It's true. Um, anyway, we're not gonna get into that because that's not what this is about. <laughs> I'm not, this is off the rack. We talked to you about uh, pretzels. That pretzel connoisseur. Yeah, because they come on a rack. Yeah. I guess. I don't oh, know. really quick. Well, I dera- derailed you. Amazing Zero in the super chat says, uh, "But Sal Cyclops such a dick, even when he's written well." <laughs> I mean, like you know, that's that's the that's the uh, that's the burden of leadership, right? <laughs> um. So anyway, so they. Throughout this, like, Laura's been narrating yes. all of this and, like, just talking about what it is to be, like, a clone and mm-hmm. blah, 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 and the fact that her birthday's coming up and how weird that is and the fact that Gabby doesn't even really know when her birthday is. Mm-hmm. And just just the concept of that, of, like... Sure, that's a neat how idea How do you have explore. a birthday? We've never did that with Ben Riley. Let's see it now. Right? <laughs> so, um, so while they're kind of chatting and, like, talking about what they're about to do, yeah. um, the Stepford Cuckoos show up, and it's just the three of them because mm-hmm. the other two are dead. Yes. Um, so they kind of have a bizarre conversation they have like brand new outfits by the way the artist on this i love the way he depicts them it is creepy and horrific yeah. in a way like they just in a in a room full of like bright m- colors of, and... of bright colors and like people who are like mutated and like have like cr- there's like a cat person back there but, like <laughs> they stand out yes they still stand out they against the, the menagerie out. yeah so um that's cool basically they are um they were there like uh, doing like a little chat about uh cerebro they were like a guest lecturer mm. and um they were on their way out and they have like a box with them and like laura no or not laura gabby notices the box and the fact that it's a cake box and they're like oh it's our birthday oh it's their birthday too. It's, huh? well they picked a birthday based on like a um one a of, significant event and... well no it's actually their uh sophie one of the ones who died mm-hmm. um their favorite actor oh okay so they're like oh yeah it's our birthday blah That's blah, fun. blah who cares um so like at that point gabby kind of freaks out because she's just like like they have a birthday blah blah like, yeah, I, want one. I want one too yeah so um they kind of have this interesting like moment where like gabby's just like you know i want a birthday i want to have a birthday cake with sprinkles and all this stuff yeah. and like laura's like they're eating later and like laura's just like you could just have cake it doesn't matter yeah you, you can have cake anytime and like she freaks out you have no parents like, no i want a birthday cake. <laughs> i gotta tell you not to because like that means it mean, it's more significant yeah, than just it, eating a cake right yeah one means that you have a birthday celebrating your life and the other one is just you're lonely right so, so it's like it's like interesting like a thought exercise where it's just like the idea of a clone desiring to have like the normal like person who's born like even among mutants they like it feels like gabby feels like she stands out yeah in a way and like isn't like them because even a mutant has a birthday right exactly well um, like yeah they're people so right well that's what i'm saying like but like a but clone clones, doesn't. Yeah, yeah no it's true and they don't deserve them what? Mm? <laughs> <laughs> because clones almost killed spider-man yeah as a franchise okay <laughs> By the way, LKM Cherokee, what are your thoughts on Flash War? I thought it was great. Happy Bart Allen's back. Uh, Bendis should be locked in a closet until he learns continuity. <laughs> well, that's not going to help him because he's just be set up, cut off from the rest of the of, all, of, of, of his access. Well, to he'll books. just never be able to do anything then because he'll just live in that closet. Yeah, he won't learn it. No, he won't. Um, but yeah, Flash War is cool. I dig it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Awesome. They're doing a good job. It's Williamson. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he does. He really does. He knows, he knows what's up. Um, so anyway, as it turns out, the Stepford Cuckoos took the scientist. Of course. And uh, they're <laughs> using her because they cloned themselves to bring back the other two. Mm-hmm. And, okay. And like they had failed before and it wasn't going well. And they realized that with the scientists like research that like their psychic connection is destroying the immunity, the immune system of the other two. And that's why it's not succeeding. Oh. But like they're there and they're all wrinkled and gross and horrific. And like mm. it's, it's real bad. And it's it's Sophie and Esme 
I don't know how to say that name. Just say it like that. Um, but um, at the end of the day, Esme is gonna kill or not kill. She's she's going to she's trying to basically kill Sophie in a sense. She's gonna give her um, Weapon X. Oh injection because she's just like for me to be strong enough like you were strong like you have got you've got to die okay but the other three don't know that they left so it's like it's creepy but like i don't know if this is really like it's a neat plot for the x-men that works for me as an an x-men plot plot, but But it's an x-23 plot so it is and it's just kind of like i don't i don't know it's it's a very it's clones so if you're not into clones this is all about clones and it's like i get it yeah i get it you do have these clones and like you're Without the whole, like, we're cloning our clones to ha ha ha, like, the sheer thought exercise of what it means to have a birthday. Yeah, that's a cool... It's kind of interesting. And maybe that would have been a fun little one-shot. Right. But, Not like, a sprawling there's just thing. so many clones this, in this. This author has a real problem with the slow burn, where, like, it slow burns, and you're like, oh! And then the reveal is like, oh, you could have done that in two issues. You didn't need the whole thing. Right, so, That's like, how she wrecked the She-Hulk book. Right, so, like, I don't know if I'm going to return to this. Um, I thought it was but interesting. It was, fun. it was fun to peek in. It was fun to peek in and check out what's going on. Like, I thought it was interesting how bright this book was, and I, I was discussing this with you. I was like, what, not that I'm suggesting or would like to see Gabby be, like, killed off as a character. Right. But it would be interesting in terms of art style. Yes. That, like, were that to happen, the book's, like, tire, like, art takes a hard left and yeah. becomes really dark. Right. And that the reason it's so bright is because Laura has Gabby. I'm like, yes. that's kind of, that would be an interesting thing. Yeah, an interesting thing. I like that yeah. idea. But It'd like, be cool if that was an editorial mandate. Like, when Gabby's in the book, it needs to be brighter and more, like, more pleasant. Yeah. So and like, when she's gone, it will get, like, darker. Yeah. So, like I said, it was kind of interesting. There's some interesting ideas that could have been introduced or, like, like you know, developed in, like, a one-shot or something like that. But this was, like, meh. Fair meh. enough. Uh, Theron Smith, uh, Maximer Clonage Part 2, Gwen Riley is X-23. <laughs> yeah. now, I'm shocked there hasn't been really a big crossover, but the fact that Alchemex is involved might imply that there might be some more uh, sh- some more Parker shenanigans right. with the other clones. Yeah, but I, thought, I was like, oh, Alchemex. Yeah, All hey, right. all right, why not? Sure. Yeah, that's neat. Um, so then, just to keep me talking. Yeah, why more, not? Let's talk Who about. Who doesn't want to hear Let's that? talk let's... about the book that Sal couldn't pronounce the name of. Yes, yeah. Show them the title. What is that? Is is Isola? Yeah. All right. Isola. It's Isola. Um, my brain really filled that in because I've heard you say that before. By the way, that was that was just me more remembering than it was reading what the hell that said. Usually, it looks more like a drawing than a title. Right. Well, here's the thing. Well, that's it's it's the person who probably put the cover together is like, also the artist. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, Solo, the prettiest book that you're probably not reading. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just so so lovely. Um, this issue, if you have, I'm not gonna go super into what's going on in this no. book. It'd be way too much. This is issue four. Um, oh, I probably should tell you who it's written by. It's written by uh, Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kershaw, with art by Carl Kershaw and... Brendan Fletcher? No. Misak? Oh, Misak. Boy, sounds like uh, the name of a Wookiee homeworld. I know. <laughs> I might have also just cast a spell. Yeah, you could have. Misak. <laughs> no! Um, anyway, uh, I like to call this like a like unofficial... like like studio ghibli style story just incredible world building um just kind of like you just kind of accept that you're gonna eventually understand the things that are going on not that it's like di- like directly Too misleading obtuse, yeah yeah like you kind of get a feel for like the fact that it's like this is not our world even remotely mm-hmm. so you're gonna have to get right, over you it you got that immediately they had been building a mystery and you got a little a much more of it in this issue okay um just like tying that kind of like question of like who killed like the queen's brother okay 
like they had told you who it was and then you get to find out what really happened cool um and just in a, enough time where it's just like oh cool i like that we kind of developed that and now to introduce something else that's going on uh this issue is like a totally full page or full like issue, issue here with like no ads but like it was so fast paced that i was just like i kind of wish i was reading this in a trade yeah. because i really want the next one it's just it, it, i talk about a well-paced book like, yeah. you know what i mean it is truly a page turner it is still just it's so beautiful. Right. It is just so beautiful. It is a gorgeous looking book. Like the colors, the whole thing is yeah. just so well done. And the fact that the, like one of the people who's helping to tell the story is also like one of the artists. Like you can just see a really like incredible combination of like words and pictures. Like yeah. that's really what it's all about. Like even like some of the onomatopoeia. They, no, they're they, built into the like, art style. See it? See it there? Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> it's literally just like if you're looking for something like crazy otherworldly fantasy with like this like just throwing you in the deep end kind of like you accept it mm-hmm. you, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hold your hand like yeah like, there's really like no Sink or here's your book yeah like here it is just so pretty it, the book is uh <laughs> the book is english um someone i, I saw somebody mention that in mm-hmm. the chat i just i can't recommend this enough is just, it a limited series or is it an ongoing as do we far know? as i understand this is an ongoing cool for a period of time like most image books do have an end unless they're written by robert kirkman um yes <laughs> so um and i they usually collect these usually like the fifth or sixth issue mm-hmm. into a trade right. so if you don't want to go back and pick these up which for me i just like i, I just like having these yeah definitely pretty. and usually i get the variant but we this is what this I got. is the this, emergency this is the book. one that was here i was like oh i gotta read this and i didn't want to buy it digitally this is one of the ones i'm like i prefer to pick this up not mm. digitally because i want to look at all the pretty pictures right of course granted when they're digital i could be like blow up be like oh it's so good yeah so good um, but you'll be able to collect this and, and pick it up and trade. Soon nice. Enough. So there you go. Cool. <laughs> All right. And now we're going to talk about Amazing Spider-Man number one or 802, depending on your uh, legacy affinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silver Cricket plug for Weapon H, best book Marvel's making that people aren't reading, especially me. I'm definitely not reading it. There you go. Uh, because I don't think a Hulk Wolverine is an idea that should be done. <laughs> Issue number five comes out on the 18th. Wonderful, great writing and art. Buy it. Uh, okay. That is not a recommendation from me, but uh, Silver <laughs> Cricket thinks you should get it. So, there you, go. I... you know, take his word for it. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about Spider-Man. Uh, this book is a long time coming. It's finally Dan Slott's off the title. And so uh, Nick Spencer mm-hmm. is writing the book, who is coming off of the heels of his own uh, negative press uh, and reaction from the fan base and from the community on a different beloved character. Uh, if you like, Depending on your interest or your reaction to Secret Empire... Uh, you either love Nick Spencer or you hate Nick Spencer, and more likely you probably either hate Nick Spencer or you are willing to forgive Nick Spencer. Like right, there's one right, or the other. I've never seen anybody except for Joel who's like, I love Nick Spencer, um, and I find Nick Spencer to be good. Yeah, fine. You know, yeah. like he he's not like oh my god, but he's also like not a hack. So I'm down to read it uh, unless he's forced to be one by editorial being like, hey, uh, right, you right, know right. your ending, uh, change it because I don't like what people what what 18 people on Twitter said. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, by the way, Mr. Roboto, if it's back to basics, does that mean Peter is married again or still dating women, not Mary Jane? The book is actually the chapter where the story is called Back to Basics. So we'll get into that in a second. Yes. And, uh, but I don't know because I don't work for them. Uh, Draken Ranger, have you all checked out the new Donny Cates Venom run? Definitely one of my favorite Venom runs so far. Keep up the good work. Love you all videos as always. Thank you very much. Uh, I've read one issue and it's cool, but, uh, 
uh, Venom is a Spider-Man supporting character for me, not an original character, unless you're talking about the Flash Thompson Venom, in which case, I don't care. Wait, like, for, for me right now, Dinah Cates' best book is The Death of Inhumans. Right, <laughs> which like, is phenomenal, just, but I'm there's only one issue, so. So into that right now. Yeah. Uh, and Amazing Zero took JMS a year for me to believe that Mary Jane and Peter being together, I'm not quite buying it yet. Okay. Uh, yeah, people are spoiling the end of the story already, but let's jump into it. So uh, the idea here being it opens with a reference. It's actually like a try-reference. So, okay, uh, th- we see this beautiful uh, recreated sequence of Spider-Man in his black suit with Mary Jane on top of the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a reference to... Back in black, right before One More Day, when Spider-Man and Mary Jane... Uh, Daniel, we are going to be spoiling the book, yeah, the so spoiler, get ready for spoilers. spoilers are coming. Yeah, this is what this show is. Uh, so, the, uh, so Spider-Man and Mary Jane are on the top of the Empire State Building. It's a reference to Back in Black from One More Day, um, which is actually an homage to when they were about to get married... When he was still in a black suit back then. Right. And he took her to the Empire State Building to illustrate that he was never going to let her fall or whatever. Um, but it's it's funny because it's like it's a the, the one more day back in black story was a reference to that. And this is a reference to that reference to that reference. <laughs> um, Eternal bo- Blockbuster. Uh, my favorite YouTubers read X-Men Red. It's my favorite X book. You should check it out. I'll give it a look. Uh, I've, we, you read one of them and it wasn't great. Um, I think, right? That's the Jean Grey book. I or, didn't. No, it wasn't not the great. You didn't care. It's I like don't whatever. even remember reading it, so if I did, that's not good. Yeah, um, but yes. Uh, so then, so we're we're establishing something right off the bat. Yeah. The book is called Back to Basics, and we're going to refer to One More Day. Yeah, almost di- directly. There's yeah. no Mephisto, but we are referring to it. Then we, it's actually apparently like a a memory dream that mm-hmm. Peter's having, and he wakes up and he is in. A, uh, a crappy apartment where he is living with Robbie Robertson's nephew, I think. I don't remember. I don't. I don't really know the the character of Robbie's like of Randy Robertson very well. <laughs> He's the son. The son. Okay, Robbie's son. Thank you. Because like, whenever the, because Randy Robertson is a representation of everything that I hated about the Spider Man runs. Because anytime they bring in Randy, it means that Spider Man is living on his own and he needs a roommate. Like. When they killed Mary Jane in the 90s, he moved in with Randy. Uh, when he was separated from Mary Jane during the Paul Jenkins run, he was living with Randy. Uh, when he was, uh, what was it, brand new daying, Randy shows back up. It's like, what are you doing with Randy? Like, why is he always this harbinger of loneliness and misery? So Randy's there, but he's cool and he's nice and nobody wants to write of this character anyway. So here he is. And uh, they are co-roommates with Boomerang. Yeah. From Nick Spencer's Superior Foes of Spider-Man. There you go. In fact, if you've read uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man, and you read, uh, then you, A, uh, probably dug it because it's a lot of fun, but B, uh, probably like Nick Spencer because he read that damn thing, and C, uh, we'll see a lot of references to Superior Foes of Spider-Man because there's yeah. at least three references to that book <laughs> in this one issue, and they're all referring to a run that nobody else except for him ever referred to. So... You know, it's just proof positive that, like, if a writer gets the opportunity to take over a character, they're only going to really refer to their own work. Well, yeah. That's why I told you, like, get ready to see that girl character from the Mark Waid Doctor Strange run, because it's a coming. I, I don't think it is. Uh, Mr. Roboto, if we can't get Pete and Mary Jane back together, then hopefully Pete and J. Jonah, then, then J. Jonah Jameson can get back together. <laughs> well, they're not separated. They're, they're, they're buddies or whatever. So the idea here is it's about separation. Well, no, but they got to get back together in their, in their group, in their normal. Oh, yeah, no, that's true. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the idea is the the theme of the uh, of the issue is separation. It's spe- an isolation. Yeah. Uh, 
Peter is isolated from his family. Peter, uh, Spider-Man is isolated from his support, from his uh, superhero network. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is compounded by antagonistic forces in his life. Mm -hmm. Uh, He, uh, it's also told in three different times. Yes. Like where we open, or at least we refer to it immediately. Mm Mm-hmm. This, like, invasion of aliens that are attacking the city, and all the heroes are powerless to stop it, and Spider-Man shows up, and no one likes him. And you're like, what? And the reason is because uh, Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. the new mayor of New York, is uh, trying to isolate Spider-Man by basically having, like, a big, staunch, no-superheroes policy, except for Spider-Man. Yes. And basically showing favoritism. Yeah. Uh, by making... So thereby, like, ha- it turns out the superhero community is super petty. Yeah. And has, like, a real problem with Spider-Man getting, like, adoration and attention, even though Spider-Man doesn't accept well, it. Well, I assume that they're basing that off of the, like, previous things that have happened. Yes. Especially if any of them are aware of who he is. Right. And what Parker also Industries happens. Thing, like, a lot like, You know what I mean? All this kind of stuff has been going on. And so it's just like, oh, and now this is happening. And, like, we don't like him as, as mayor. And, like, oh, okay, cool. I, you know, sure. Yeah, You're no. looking to do anything to get back right. to where you were. Exactly. So, like... I could see them being a little sore about yes, it. Yes, because the idea is that in this book, uh, Peter is a loser, like he was at the beginning of back uh, of uh, of Brand New Day, and like Dan Slott believes he always should be. Like he should always be a perpetual loser who's like he gets flashes of of, of happiness, but the reality is like you always have to bring Peter back to 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 being a loser, right? And uh, and he constantly needs to be besieged by troubles of some kind. Um, this is no different, by the way, and it might make people feel like it's more of the same, and it mm-hmm. might make people feel like, oh, but for some reason it rang a little more authentic to me. Peter's, like, down in his luck troubles. Um, and it might be because the book's called uh, Back to Basics. It might be because Dan Slott's not on the book anymore, so right. I've read ten years' worth of Dan Slott stories. I know what he means to do yeah. with that kind of theme, but... Uh, I felt like this felt... Like, it wasn't, like, necessarily... It was rock bottom in a way. Yeah. But, like, it was that point where it's just, like, I have nowhere to go but up. Right. And so it's it feels more like they're setting up a redemption... Yes. ...than anything else. So Spencer basically works his way into bringing Peter even more to rock bottom than he was at the end of Slot's run, mm-hmm. while also taking all of Slot's stuff and throwing it in the garbage. <laughs> uh, Slot was like, don't worry, I'm going to put Peter back in the Daily Bugle, but it'll be a little different. So now he's the science editor. Uh, we lose that. We lose his doctorate that he gets from Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Uh, we lose a lot of things, and it's because we're house cleaning. We're house cleaning the character, we're making, we're yeah. setting up a new thing. And... Amazingly enough, it also works narratively. We create a new character who yep. basically creates this like algorithm that reads research papers. It's based and... off of Cerebro. Yeah, which is kind of like, fun. I was like, that's kind of... Of course, if you know about Cerebro, you as a research scientist are going to want to get in there. Yeah. So uh, they, they call on Peter as a test subject, and they find out that his his doctoral thesis was plagiarized uh, from Otto Octavius's doctoral thesis, mm-hmm. thesis, which is hilarious. Um, of course, he's also in the impossible Peter Parker, uh, Dr. Octopus situation, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Peter Parker, Spider-Man situation, where he's like, I can't tell them why. Yeah. Because otherwise I'll reveal my greatest secret. Right. So, so like for Spider-Man to continue being Spider-Man, Peter Parker has to, has to, has to take one for the team. Yes. Again. <laughs> and uh, that's great because it works narratively where it's about power responsibility. It's about people being horribly <laughs> disappointed in him. Yes. Um, there's some great character moments in the story. I think we also missed a super chat. Did I don't we? need to interrupt you. No, 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 please. Um, but I just want to make sure. Um, yeah. As, uh, as we as web, a really good book. Peter actually <laughs> felt like Peter. No, I agree with you. You're not wrong. Um, and we did not get, a, get to him, so thank you for reminding me. Sure. Um, 
But yeah, I know what you mean about it being narratively and, and making sense with like the like the whole idea behind Spider-Man yeah. and like where he came from. Right. Uh, and like even Peter like acknowledging that he's just like, this isn't about like me doing something wrong. It's me not doing the right thing. Exactly. And like, I was like, that like, is just so well like, Oh, totally. Done. Like I, I got this doctorate and I just looked at it on my wall and I said like, I guess I just will take that. Right. And they show, they show that little flashback to like the, the guy leaving. Yes. Like after he commits like the robbery that mm-hmm. will inevitably kill Uncle, Uncle ben. ben. Like I'm just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we get a great scene between uh, Pete and Joe Robbie Robertson where Robbie basically says, uh, I have to fire, fire you even though I know you're Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, he doesn't say it in so many words, but he basically says it in the most like un subtle way possible one day you and i are going to have drinks over this conversation because i know that there's something specific about you that precluded you from being able to have this degree like it's just him saying once again i know you're spider-man like, wink yeah hopefully hopefully we'll get a great scene a la the conversation between robbie and pete finally because especially because jo- jonah knows who he is now mm-hmm. which is like I, I think that sucks but whatever um yeah so uh, they've done some great stuff with that plot thread mm-hmm. that, J- that Jonah knows who he, who he is, but like, nah. Um, so yeah, uh, so Pete basically is like, I'm rock bottom. No one supports me. No one cares about me. There's only one person who actually knows everything about me and is totally cool with me regardless. Mm-hmm. And it's Mary Jane. So he basically says like, he, he unloads on her and she's like, yep, that sounds like you. Yeah, she just, she kind of laughs. Yeah, she kind of like, like, I don't know what else to... Yeah, exactly. I don't know what else to tell you, man. Like, no, of course. Of course you lose your job and your doctor because you can't tell anybody that... You're Spider-Man. Yeah, Yeah, your whole life is... Because of Dr. Octopus. Sure. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I also didn't know that you were not you, even though I would know you were you because Dan Slott doesn't like my character. Mm -hmm. So now I'm back to being me. Uh... Which, you know, must be frustrating if you're a Spider-Man reader. <laughs> so, uh, basically, we're, there's a couple of things going on here. Uh, we're, the, the reason why we saw the flashback is because we're, Spencer wants to reinforce this element of their relationship. That mm-hmm. Mary Jane is his best friend, and that she knows who he is, both fitter, figuratively and literally. Like, she knows him personally and intimately, and so she, he is, she is his greatest confidant and his greatest supporter. Mm. And so we need to establish that she is essential to his character and that she's essential to his world. At least that's what the impression we're trying to get here. Yes. Uh, Mr. Roboto, what if Randy's really the Watcher guiding Peter? I think Watcher's not, I think Watcher's still dead, man. Unless you're talking about the other Watcher. <laughs> the kid whose name is a Watcher who used to work for Horizon. Right, okay. I doubt it, though. Um... But yeah, so uh, this, by the way, that sequence has my favorite panel. Yeah, in all of this, uh, book. this issue. What's yes. it? What is it? It's the panel of um, Mary. This is sounds so stupid. It's Mary Jane's hand with a cup of coffee. Oh yes, because it's her she, left hand. I'm sorry. Wow, <laughs> I just like that panel, which is funny because like Ryan Oatley's art was like, eh. Yeah. Like it's. We'll talk about that in a minute. Like I like his Spider Man. Yeah, it's really it's and, okay. It's pretty okay. No, I like his Spider Man. It's just some of his like I don't know. Like he's very stylized, and that's like totally mm-hmm. his thing. And like it's not like it's bad. I don't know. It's I think it's just not for me. It's not great. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Asger's Web says, "What did you guys think of the art?" Well, I mean, like Ryan Otley's art uh, on Invincible was incredible, mm-hmm. and I think if they'd asked him to draw Spider Man ten years ago, it would have been great. Um, it's not, and it's weird, and everybody ha- everyone smiles or opens their mouths. You see every single tooth of theirs, which is, like, horrible for me. I really don't care for that every time I oh, see I it. Oh, I that, like, I don't mind that. Also, think... his, uh, his Mary Jane is just a direct carbon copy of a female character from the Invincible book. Okay. Um, just straight up, just straight up, he's just drawing it's just, that it's character. It's very, it has, like, it's very, like, I don't want to say geometric, but, like, 
all of his humans are lacking like a lot of like the the soft organic Big curves, time. which is again that's a stylist's choice. It just may not be for me, so it's like, kind of hard for me to yeah comment on it because like I think it's just not my taste. Yeah, yeah, um, no, it's uh, but it's like it, it, there are some moments that are great. There are others that aren't. Uh, there's a great big uh, I think it was a free comic book day splash. It's the one we're using for this issue or this episode. Where uh, it's just, we see like all these different members of the Sinister Six or Spider-Man's rogues. Mm-hmm. His Venom is the worst Venom I've seen in a long uh, time. Oh yeah, I remember just that. Just horrendous. <gasps> yeah, it was so agree. I, I would have been like, it would, it's, it's a great example of not go good. home and yeah. do it again. Yeah, it's not So um, anyway, uh, we go back to Spider-Man fighting the aliens with, the, with all, the, all the superheroes. Mm-hmm. And he basically realizes that like, there's like a... There's like a sequence going on with like the dropping of the aliens. Yeah, and, and he's whatnot. able to tie it into the paper that like that Octavius wrote. And like, yeah, and where he's basically legitimizing like no, I he, could have earned that paper myself. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, it's not. He's not legitimizing him like having the degree. He's just saying if I'd really, I could have done it myself, and right. I wouldn't have needed to just let like to rest on Otto's laurels. Yes, like, exactly. I yeah. Anyway, no, you're right. Nathan Berg helping us out in the super chat. By the way, thanks, Thank Nathan. Thank you. Um, so Spider Man's like, all right, well, if I'm right. You know, uh, either way. Yeah, I think like, I'm right, and if I and I'm the only way to interrupt the sequence is to throw myself into it. Yeah, and, um, and, and I'll hope, probably die. And he's like, and maybe that's okay because like it means that the people I care about will be fine. Yeah, and it's a classic Spider-Man moment, or at least a classic Spider-Man moment from the past twenty years, yes. or really more like thirty years now, because there's ten years of Dan Slott, mm-hmm. so you gotta like cut that out. But like, people's understanding of Spider-Man this is a quintessential moment where he's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always willing to make the big sacrifice choices. Mm-hmm. So he throws himself in. Oh, by the way, we also see Felicia uh, Black Hat there. And you're like, what? Because they want to make the joke. I know, but like, it's weird. They want to make the joke. What joke? Bye, Felicia. I don't know what that means. It's a it's a thing. Look it up. Look it up. Your, look up your memings there. Mm. It's, it's a thing. Oh, okay. It's a. It's, it's a, weird because like we don't know what her character is right now, and like, does, she like was literally to be the they just want to make the, they want to make the bye Felicia joke. Well, that sucks. And he's just like that's why he's just like oh that's not my last joke. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well. Anyway, Black Hat's a hero again. By the way, she's helping. Uh, she's helping the uh, the you Avengers. Know, it's, it's from Friday. Thank you guys. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, anyway, so he throws himself into the into the singularity or whatever, and then he lands on the windshield of Mysterio's big doomsday engine. Yeah, and Mysterio's like, "Hey, like, yeah, I figured I'd give it a try. <laughs> just taking everybody out." Um, and Pete's like, "Nice job, like, <laughs> nice try." Right, and it's it's like funny, like this is like for me like a classic like Spider-Man foiling someone's plot. They don't have a big like, fight. No, he's just kind of like, I thought I. <laughs> Look, like it's just it's funny because it's like it's this weird like parallel for like Spider-Man where he's just like I'm trying I tried my best like think well it's just like I've been doing the same thing over and over again it has been working so I thought I'd try something different like something was missing from what mm-hmm. I was doing so I tried to do this right and like so I did something different right. and like Spider-Man's like I can relate he's like yeah <laughs> like it's just kind of cute like he he webs him up and everything but it's kind of more or less like I'm sure they punch each other a little bit but it's kind of no I don't like think so a, I think he's like Let's All go. right, Let's I'm go not. Home. You know, I'm not gonna win. Yeah. Against you. Because <laughs> I never. You're do. just gonna punch me in the face, and my thing will crack. Yeah, you're gonna and... break my fishbowl. So Spider-Man <laughs> defeats him, and he goes to jail, and then he gets arraigned, and then we see like the trial of Mysterio, which is hilarious. Um, but ultimately, facing death one last time. Uh, well, that's, forces, a, that's, a, that's the backup. That's the backup. Right? Yeah. But like facing death one last time, we see Spider-Man uh, go like. I, I need I need some closure here. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Mary Jane and he basically says, like, I know that I'm always in this situation, but, like, this one felt a little different. Mm-hmm. 
and the one thing that I'm missing in this world is you. And she's like, yeah. And she seals the deal with a kiss, and we indicate that, like, they're getting back together. She says we're in this together, Pete. We always have been. We always have been. So let's talk about that. Yes, because, because it's like, a big thing. Someone... Let me let me address the super chats. Then. Oh we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Roboto, Doc Ock is still in the Peter body. Yeah, he's still in the clone body. He's the superior octopus, which is getting its own book. Uh, even though he has spider powers and he looks like Spider Man and he has a Spider Man suit that looks that's just green and white, so it's like he could have just been he, bring back Superior Spider Man. I don't know. Uh, and Power Packs ninety. Uh, Power Packers 90. I'm so happy he got rid of the slot-isms and had him act like Spider-Man, not Spider-Man-Child. Also hoping the ending mm-hmm. love twist stays for good for now. Uh, so let's jump into it. Yeah, because uh, I'm going to bring up something that was tweeted at me long before I read this mm-hmm. because, like, I did not get to read comics before that this day. weekend. Yeah, yeah, like, that just did not happen for me this week. And I don't remember why. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, I was just busy. Yeah. So, like, but you want to talk about something No, no, just, let's, let's, let's do it. So someone tweeted at me, they're like, they mentioned something that we all know I'm not a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, all right. And then when I read the book, I was just like, yep. Like, mm-hmm. I could definitely see that. Uh, right. 100%. Because, like, I sure, I had seen that last moment. But, yeah. like, I really hadn't, like, thought, thought about it. Like, about I hadn't really it. thought about it because I didn't read the book. So when yeah. I read the book, I was just like, okay. So let's all not forget that Spencer is writing this. Yes. And he co-wrote Damnation. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, he co-wrote that, Damnation that, with Donny like, Cates that, to do this big... Donny Cates, like... Doctor Strange, I'm bringing Vegas back, baby. I'm resurrecting everybody. And, like, at the end of the day, um, Johnny Blaze takes over as the King of Hell, and Mephisto is kind of booted out, and he lives in a, like, jail cell in the top of the Vegas casino that is, like, stuck there forever. So is it possible, and this is, like, really a question, Mm -hmm. that Mephisto no longer being the King of Hell, his powers are waning. Right. And therefore... His deals? His deals are like weakening mm-hmm. question mark and like i don't want to say that he has no powers because he definitely still has powers right but like but, there, is but it he's possible, not or is it possible that that johnny blaze is like wait what yeah he's like looking he's Do like I okay have... so in charge let me look at these deals we got going on here right which spider-man let me, oh. let me tell you right now because damnation and i desperately hope this is true because damnation came out of left field right and i really hate what it did to the doctor strange character yes I hate it Mm-hmm. But if Spencer was like, Kate, let's tell the story because I got something coming up. In right, I'm, I, I'm taking over Spider-Man and I want to do something and I want to bring it back without having to do a whole bunch then, of bullshit. Like, that would literally make Damnation totally worth it because I can fix Strange. Right. Anybody can take over Doctor Strange <laughs> and make it cool. But it's hard to tell the, edit- the, the editors-in-chief, who's now C.B. Cebulski, who the hell knows what his opinion is on the marriage. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, like, is it possible? I mean, of course, like, this could screw up all kinds of things because Fist has made all kinds of deals. Right. Uh, all kinds of ghostwriters and but, other, like, like... the guy who co-wrote this random ass, mm-hmm. nobody asked for, yes. little mini-series that, like, was like, what? Yeah. He's yeah. now writing Spider-Man. And also, what was it? The, there was a Spider-Man in that event? Yes, the clone was. And we... D- we ben Riley was. And Ben was dealing with, like, hellish stuff. Ben was there, but he was, like, kind of... Yeah. Like, he had ben his own tie-in, though. He was there. But, like, literally... Yeah. Like, he makes his whole thing. He focuses on Mephisto. He takes Mephisto's powers... Not powers, but he takes his seed away from him. Puts him up in, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. In, like, a puts little, him away. Puts him away. He puts him away. And then we get this. And I'm yeah. like... Like, holy are you, shit. Are you... Yeah, are you are you a genius? Are you a secret genius? <laughs> I don't uh, and know. And like, you know what's funny? Nick Spencer does play the long game. He does. He's been we doing know that, that Hail Hydra thing forever. Uh, Asger's web. Uh, he says that he feels unhappy, exactly like Mephisto said in Spider-Man Deadpool. Shows that Spencer reads comics. Yeah, because because Joe Kelly's Spider-Man Deadpool book mm-hmm. had 
Spider-Man go to hell and he met Mephisto and he's like, what the hell is this? Right? I feel like I remember something going on here. Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely something connected. Now that that's the hope. Cause for me, the cynical part of me read that and went like, that's really cool. No writer wants to take like a juicy, like story potential, big ass moment, like reuniting Spider-Man and Mary Jane and not spread it out and not like make it into a subplot watching them. Will they, won't they? I mean, even Dan Slott indulged in at least three or four issues of Superior Spider-Man to do that. Yeah. So like there's a lot of opportunity story-wise for a writer to do something really beautiful and juicy with, uh, with getting them back together to have them get back together now first issue, no questions and almost not almost out of left field where the, the, the stories about him like fighting aliens and losing his doctoral degree. Yeah. So like, what? And then he's like, and I thought about all this and I th- figured we should get back together even though like you went to work with Iron Man and there's a lot of shit that went on. Right. Now see, if, if we do do this whole like Mephisto like power because he's not in the seat and maybe, because I don't know. I don't know, guys. There's like, no I, way that he's like sitting in that in that little high rise going like, no, I just must concentrate because I can't let them get well, back together. I, I'm also wondering like, can Mephisto make the deals or is it whoever's the king of hell makes the deal? Right. And if you're not the king of hell, you, your deals don't mean anything. And yeah. like, don't forget though, if this is true, people are going to start remembering who Spider-Man is. Right. Because Spider-Man a mess. Well, but yeah, but we retconned that already. Did we? Yeah, no. Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and Reed Richards built a machine that made everybody forget. <sighs> okay. It's like a magic spell science machine. So then, literally, he could undo this. He could undo it, and it wouldn't. Uh, affect it would affect anything. anybody except for their marriage. Because I was going to say, in the story, Aunt May is horribly disappointed in Peter. In like a really like serious way. Mm-hmm. That will take time that you would expect a writer of, of Nick Spencer's caliber to go, I want to do that. I want to see them get back together. I want to see like Mary or, uh, Aunt May forgive Peter over time. And that's a thing that you could expect him to, to indulge in. Yeah. But also, the only way to really make it work is if he reveals who he is. And we already have the conversation, which is, one of the two best three there's actually three one of the three best spider-man tells aunt may who he is moments in comics amazing 400 ultimate spider-man and jms is the the conversation then wouldn't it be sort of like interesting over this run because if if this is what's happening Mm -hmm. spencer could literally play the long game and we could not see anything come of this for another 15 issues oh yeah no totally like for another which i hope actually i want it to be like that but could you imagine like spider-man's going along with things and like all of a sudden like like, May's just acting like she knows that he's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, what's going on? She's like, he's like, you found out? Right. She's How like, did you find she's out? She's like, because you told, because I found, because Morlon almost killed you, like, a year or two ago. Yeah. In, in Marvel time. Yeah, and then, like, Spider-Man's like, oh, oh. what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'd be really cool. It's weird that Mary Jane kisses Spider-Man and doesn't say, like, I can't be with you because we can't have children because you're Spider-Man, meh. It, for me, what, like, makes me hopeful, I suppose, is the way that she says it. That, like, we've always been together. Right. Like, we like keep, as though she's just like, of it's course. Almost like we've had these arbitrary reasons not to be together. That's stupid. Yeah. That'd be really nice. Well, because, like, she's, like, she's acts like, she's, like, what are you telling me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, I don't, know, like, I don't like, need to hear the speech. I've heard it a million times, and I'm already, I'm already on board. Yeah. I didn't marry you because of that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, I, you know, so, I who knows? Know. I don't know, but, like. If they did, this is a, this is a. Really clever way of doing it, this Spencer. Is a, it's also a really, really clever way to get Spencer to go to go from like public enemy number one in the fan base right? to being like the most. He's like, okay, so all the cat people hate me, right? 
but if I put the marriage back, all the Spider-Man fans Legit- will love me, and then they can go fight each other. I legitimately thought you said cat people. All the cat people will come <laughs> out of like, the what? alleys, and they'll protect me. <laughs> uh, no, like, he literally, he could just be like, all the Cap fans think I'm an asshole, right? Because yeah. I, like, ruined Captain America. But, like, if I put that marriage back together, all the Spider-Man fans are like, I don't care! And I, I've seen it already. People just being like, I don't care! Nick Spencer, if, if Nick Spencer puts the marriage back together, then all of Secret Empire is forgiven. I've seen a number of people saying that. Right. Who have, who have, who are really cross with the, with the, with the Secret like, Empire shit. And, like, here's what's so funny. When Damnation was going on, I was so mad. Yeah. That I didn't even think anything of it. No. Beyond that. I was just, just mad at it. I was yeah. just angry. And I'm like... You know what? That's like, that's the way. Like, you just, yeah, that's the only way to fix it. That's the way you fix it without it being like convoluted and ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, without without it like without revealing how bullshit everything is. Like, without being without putting a friggin' uh, inserting a tearaway uh, survey card from the publisher <laughs> saying what should we do? I don't know anything. Like, it, it's a great narrative way to do it. And I can imagine Sobolski being like getting in charge and being like, okay, well, I gotta get I gotta deal with the whole. Akira thing. <laughs> what, 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 what do we do to make us look better? I mean, like, everyone's mad at us. Everybody thinks we can't do comics anymore. And Spencer's like, hey, what do you think about One More Day? He's like, I don't give a shit, Nick. Why? Right? Because I want to undo it. I think it'd be, I think it'll get a lot of people off my back. I could get a lot of people off our backs. <laughs> uh, you, you play the long game, Nick. You do your, you do your Hickman thing. <laughs> so I'm down. I think, uh, like, but, but I'm worried that it happens so quickly and so suddenly that it is a it is a smokescreen to no. go like to have a heel turn like it, six issues in she's like it, we see the exact same scene but she's smacking him and she's like I'm moving to well, Boston just, like, just because now we're talking about it doesn't mean that they that he thought that anyone would put those things together because yeah. like it could have just been like we're bringing Donny Cates in let's pair him up with like with Spencer to like do like this big event right like, it could be the yeah well it could be Cates was writing too many fucking books and he was like I need somebody else to help me do it and Nick Spencer's like. And I can insert a couple of ideas of right. my own. Or, like, this was the plan from the get-go. Cates was on Doctor Strange, so they brought him in. To, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this really could go either way. But, like, if this is the case, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And I really do hope that he does it in a awesome way. I hope so, too. And, like, it takes some time. Yeah. And Take like, your time. Pace yourselves. There's plenty of stories like, you can tell. with guessing a, in a nice way. <laughs> yeah. We're, well, because that's the thing. That was, the, that was one of the big observations I had with this book was, like, it, it, it feels like more of the same... But there's a lot less like venom to it. Huh. Not, you know, forgive the pun. <laughs> but no, there's a lot less like there's a lot less like angry, bitter, miserable bullshit attached to it, which mm-hmm. was like which was like practically dripping off the page by the time Slot finally left left yeah. the book. And like, you know what, the internet'll do that to you. The internet'll turn on you in a dime. But like, you know, they they used to write letters. It's all the same amount of people who were pissed at what you were doing. If yeah. you if you stick to landing and you and you remain true to yourself, you can you can accomplish some great stuff. Mm-hmm. Mr. Roboto, Ghost Rider King, will Doctor Strange get involved? Um, so. Probably at some point. I mean, like, they mentioned that time passes differently down in hell, so, like, Blaze has been doing this for a while right. now, even though it's been, like, X amount yeah. of time up here. Yeah, so, to get like, to the P's. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Cricket, uh, Johnny Blaze is sorting through a filing cabinet with his reading glasses going through Mephisto's deals. It is an, it's an amazing image. Just, mm. Yeah, like, the, like, down here on his nose. Yeah. Like, okay. Just... Okay, let's see what we got no, here. He's, he's like a little fire crown. That's yeah, like his thing. Oh, really? He's got like a little. Like, is it him? Is it? Is yeah, he a, it's is just, he a skull? It's just, no, it's just Johnny Blaze. Just like so, I, it's just a cool-looking dude in a leather jacket with yeah. a little flaming crown. Yeah, it's just like you know, I didn't read Damnation. He's just like Peter Parker. <laughs> oh, I know Pete. Oh, marriage thing. I don't remember. Mar- I don't think I've ever met Mary Jane. 
I'm trying to remember. That was Danny Ketch, I think. Mm. Either way. Well, she looks hot. Well, why not? Oh, shit. <laughs> maybe, I will, maybe I'm not too hasty. I'll send myself up. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I'm up for it. Here's the thing. Like, Otley's art isn't great. It's cool sometimes. I think I'll get used to it. I think it's just, again, like, for me, it's not my taste. Well, don't, because Otley's really slow. So... <laughs> <laughs> He'll only get like two or three issues in before they need like a major uh, like pitch hitter to show up. Right. And as long as it's not Cam and Coley, I'm in. <laughs> so yeah, if, if somebody in the chat was reminding us about, uh, what was it, Doctor Doom's mom. Yeah. Yeah, I bet she's probably like, hey. Right. Blaze, help me out. <laughs> Actually, Doom should be like on, Doom should be like knocking on the door. Blaze, let me in. <laughs> oh, my mom's going. Give, give me my mom. Got, That'd be cool. I got, I got a mom thing going. See, that's a story. Triumph and Torment too. Right? Dude. He can't. He's in space. He's got no magic. He'll astral project or something. Just making that work. Or they'll him. just take it away from him because, like, you know. I look forward to him cares? coming back. He'll be back soon. <laughs> anyway, uh, so let's jump into some recommendations. Books that are coming sure out this thing. week that we think you should check out. Uh, I recommend Amazing One, One, by the way. Oh, yeah. Me too. Um, I'm going to round robin these, really. Uh, so here are a couple of my suggestions. Go for it. Justice League number four comes Ooh. out this week. Uh, I think it's a really solid book. It's finally found its sea legs, and it's, like, ready to go. It's not an Aquaman. It's not an Aquaman joke, because I don't really think Aquaman's really a key player <laughs> of the story. But uh, it's pretty solid. Oh, yeah, there's also a backup in the Amazing Spider-Man story. It was cool. There's a new villain. He looks stupid. Your thoughts? I didn't read the backup. It's... <laughs> There's a, it, it's it's pretty cool. Humberto Ramos drew it. There's only, a new villain. He looks dumb. I had only so much time. I Yeah. There's a new villain. He looks. He knows who Peter Parker is. I went by good, bad, ugly rules. That's fair. I shouldn't have done yeah, that. No, good, bad, ugly rules. I like, don't read the backup. <laughs> shouldn't have done that. But yeah, uh, no. Okay. It, it, it's it's fine. The new villain looks really dumb. Okay. So, but yeah, uh, Justice League. Uh, the book's good. Keep yeah, reading I, it. I would also have recommended that, but you called it, so fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Avengers number five comes out. Uh, I don't know if I am... I read number four, and I was like, okay, this is cool. Do I like the Avengers? Because I remember being like pulled into comics from the new Avengers, mm -hmm. and then like Ben is just slowly but surely putting things back to the way they were, and me going like, wait a minute. That's not the team that I used to read. The team I like is the new Avengers. Right. And, like, with Cap, Iron Man, and maybe sometimes Thor. But this is just the Avengers. Okay. Damn it. With Avengers-type stories, I just found my eyes glazing over. So, like, Avengers number five comes out. This is going to be the make-it-or-break-it issue for me. Okay. Like, if I don't if I don't care anymore, I'm, I'm out. All right. That's fair. You gave it five issues. I, I mean, sure that's, did. That's, that's a lot more. That's what? That's like a lot. That's, like, $30. Yeah. Um, also, The Life of Captain Marvel comes I out. I remember that image. Yeah. Yeah. Like, interesting idea, like... Yes, kind uh, of it's solidify. Obviously, because of the movie coming out, they want to solidify her her background. Yep, I have no idea about this writer. So no, Margaret Stoll uh, has written a lot, a bunch of novels and uh, like four comics. One of which was Ms. Marvel, the uh, Ms. Grinch. So like, I don't know. Sure, like here's the thing for me. Like I, I, it's an interesting idea, and it's a, it's a, it's one of those things that they feel like they have done in the stores. And yeah. Like, I think that's fair because like it's a retconning of her origins. It's by a retcon of her origins. I'm sure that'll play into the movie somehow, some way, shape, or form. But yep. it's something for, like we're always telling them that they need to have things ready. They should have this book when you go to the theater. Absolutely. No, it should be as long as it's but good. That's a whole not yeah. The thing about I mean, Life of Captain Marvel is it looks like they're gonna try and birthright. Uh, Captain Marvel, and I hope they can. Right. Because Captain Marvel needs just a straight-up 
retcon to make her what Marvel wants her to be. Mm. And they need somebody who's like not weary, who has a pitch and a theme and an idea, who knows the stories, has like the key plot threads to Captain Marvel Car- Carol Danvers's continuity mm-hmm. and goes like, yeah, but everything else I'm just going to I'm just going to do. Like I'm just going to make up because her character has been so like all over the place over the years that like it's time to just pick one and go with it. Okay. Um, and also finally, uh <laughs> Marvel 2-in-1 Volume 1 is coming out in trade paperback, and you know I'm going to go pick it up. Right. Uh, it's the best Fantastic Four book that's come out since Hickman's name was on it. Uh, so definitely, if you haven't already checked it out, go check out the trade, because 2-in-1 uh, is friggin' dope. There you go. Um, for me, I have uh, one recommendation and one just a, like, I'm going to check this out, and this is like one of those times where it's just like, this book's at number three. Mm-hmm. I can... Okay, I can pass. I, I, can... I well, it's like at that midpoint where it's just like, was well, I going to go five or six issues before yeah. they collect it? So this is a decent time. Plus, there's always a context page. Yeah. Which, by the way, I found out apparently DC editorial said uh, since Marvel does it, we can't do it wow. because I don't want to. Okay. We're not like Marvel, but Bendis likes them, so Bendis is pushing them to try and put the context page back in. Fair. Which right. is hilarious because now we're going to find out who has more power, Bendis or editorial. Right there you go. Um, but um, Immortal Hulk is coming out. Um, what I'm dig- digging about it conceptually is the art I've seen from it. Yeah. Because you know I like horror, so I'm going to check it out. I'm not usually a Hulk reader. No. So as long as the horror element lasts, that's probably as long as I will last on mm-hmm. this. So like take it or leave it. But like at, at, at number three, it's been critically like enjoyed by many people yep this is not a bad time to jump onto something in my opinion because if you read the issue with the context page and you like it it's only two issues got to go back and get it's true and that's not too terribly hard no and then for my recommendation recommendation one that i did read the first issue (laughs) of um mark miller and olivier coppell are working on uh the magic order uh from image yes i love this book it is a uh, little mini series i think it's six issues okay just just so enjoying this it's like like the magic mafia in a sense just so good and it looks phenomenal well it's quapel it's quapel and it's just i love everything they're doing with this i love magic in the real world and i love like some of these oh there's one page in the first issue it's just this crazy character entrance for someone with like their entourage and like just the character designs and the whole ah it looks so good and the story is interesting because there's like uh like a human element to it and i love that in like a magic book in a magic book i love that so that's awesome oh nice go, go do it well, check out Magic Order and all the other stuff we've mentioned. And, of course, uh, yeah, that's that's the show, everybody. Mm-hmm. We want to thank you all for hanging out with us and uh, listening to us ramble on about <laughs> comics for about an hour. We do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you are still in the mood to watch at least one of us uh, hang out and play video games and do some stuff, uh, swing on by the other channel. Yeah. Uh, it's on Twitch. Cool. We can't really talk about it too much because YouTube gets pissed. But, like... There's a, yeah, but uh, Danielle will drop a link in the description and then you can, or in the, in the chat right now. Yeah. Go click it and uh, we'll see you in a little while doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course you can always catch us here on Comic Pop. If you haven't already, uh, do, be, we do appreciate you watching this show and of course coming by and liking the video, subscribing to our channel and clicking the bell and then going through the bell uh, options and picking that you want to be updated every time that we release a video because YouTube is just apparently YouTube is in, not interested in having like videos come out anymore. It's weird. They should, but uh, they should change it to like options of like one ding or two. Yeah, two dings. Ding ding. Yeah. Ding. Or like one notification. I don't know, but like uh, how, many, but, how many dings you want? But do subscribe and of course click the bell to get notifications because we've also subscribed from separate accounts to make sure we make like, those yeah, things. Yeah, and are, like I get them sometimes and sometimes I don't. So just. 
it's if that happens to you, it's not just you. No, like, it's literally everybody. like I have the app on my phone. I am subscribed all the ways I should be to Comic Pop on my own channel. Yeah. Or my own account. And like I got one for this. And so I'm just always like, yeah, hey, I got one. Yeah. Hey, it's working. So uh, <laughs> we want to thank you all so much. And uh, hey, uh, in September, we're going to be at the Keystone Comic Con. Just wanted to remind you, you have plenty of time now to prepare. September 15th, uh, we're going to have a big panel and a meet and greet and everything. So. And like, I think we're all going to be there. We are How all four. Of, all, all four of us. I are bet at be least there. three of us are going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, the, right. I'm not going to say all four. All four definitely confirmed. I just like saying the three because then you don't know who. At least three will be there. Yeah. We we might, who knows? Who knows what will happen to that fourth person? Yeah. But so we'll, it's a long time. The plan is all of us will be there. Oh, so okay. we look forward to seeing you then on uh, September 15th at the Keystone Comic Con in Philadelphia. <laughs> but uh, that's it. So we'll see you guys then. Thanks all for watching. Bye, guys. Bye.